0: We are working on putting together an episode dedicated to the challenges of Zoom, ballet, or dance classes in our current climate. We want to hear from teachers about how they are coping with issues like correcting without a full picture or correcting in 2D, keeping focus from students, particularly the younger ones, trying to instill musicality with timing issues on the app, etc. If you're a student, we want to hear from you on some of the challenges you are facing and some of the things that you need from your teachers. If you have any questions that you would like to see us answer or would like to contribute to any of the latter topics, please get in touch with us. You can email us at info at conversations on dance pod, P-O-D, dot com, or send us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at conversations on dance. This contact info can be found in the description of this episode. Be sure to subscribe to Conversations on Dance through your favorite app to be automatically notified when this new episode is released. Dive into the Dip Dye collection with Yumiko this month. Just in time to sprinkle some spring color into your wardrobe, a variety of exclusive selections are launching online. Each is hand-dyed by designer Yumiko Takashima and boasts a range of hues that are completely one-of-a-kind. These fan-favorite items sell quickly, so be sure to check them out today. Additional ready-to-wear items will launch mid-month, and although stores will remain closed until further notice out of precaution for COVID-19, keep in touch with all things Yumiko at yumiko.com and at Yumiko on Instagram. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro,
2: and I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance.
0: This week on Conversations on Dance, we are joined by our friend, Trisha Albertson, principal dancer with Miami City Ballet. Raised in Santa Cruz, California, she began her ballet training at the Studio School of Classical Ballet. She attended summer programs at San Francisco Ballet School and the School of American Ballet or SAB before joining SAB for the year-round program in 1995. In 1997, she joined Miami City Ballet as a core member and was promoted to principal in 2006. In her 22 years with Miami City Ballet, Trisha has danced most of the core, soloist, and principal roles in the company's repertoire. We talk with Trisha about her time at SAB, her early years at Miami City Ballet, how the company has changed in 22 years, and even as she has now been with the company longer than any member in Miami City Ballet history, how she's still being pushed and growing as an artist.
2: Hi, Tricia. Hi,
1: Michael. It's
2: so fun that we're finally doing this, and that we get to see your lovely face as we experiment with new technology. Doing this via <laughs> Zoom rather than Skype.
0: Indeed. This is our first Zoom. I'm so excited. This is wow. Be great. And what a guest to have us have with us.
1: I am honored Perfect. to be here, and also honored
0: to be the test zoomer <laughs> we knew we could do it with you because if something went bad we'd just be like trish hang on <laughs> yeah. we
2: wouldn't think we were trash
0: <laughs> no
2: Aye. okay so let's start trisha at the beginning
1: oh i wanted uh, to sing when... that song What's the song the very big anyway
2: okay right. <laughs> um how did you first fall in love with ballet
1: i mean it was a little bit of a roller coaster when I was really little, I liked it. Then when I was about eight, I hated it. And then I would say what made me fall in love with it was going to the School of American Ballet when I was 12 for a summer program. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of, it just changed everything. Cause all of a sudden um, I could lift my heels off the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh, yes. no, I am <laughs> Trisha. Small plies, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> change the whole world. No, yeah. you don't
2: have small plies; you have short tendons. Short tendons are Short you You guys do. You get into your plie,
0: yeah when someone tells you you can't do that, you think ballet is not for you, and then when you realize you can, you're like, okay. Exactly. Yeah, there was
1: there was a fit. Like I felt like, oh my gosh, this fits my butt. I didn't have that actual thought when I was twelve. But suddenly, right. it was like I was really enjoying doing ballet, like thoroughly enjoying it.
0: What was your training like before that? Before you kind of ventured into the Balanchine technique, it was copyright
1: Vaganova based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a mishmash of things. My my main teacher, um, yeah, she was more classical. But we had I had three different teachers growing up. One was actually, and I had her later, um, Rebecca Bartlow. She, um, she actually worked with Maria Tallchief in Chicago, mm-hmm. so she had a, a balancing background. And she kind of, she really pushed me to go to Sab and like really okay. explore that and like go year round and everything. Mm-hmm. And my early teacher, also very classical, but you know, she gave me my uh, Vicky Berglund. She gave me my structure when I was mm-hmm. little.
2: So it was a while then until you started attending um, SAB year-round. How old were you when you did end up going to the the fall program?
1: 16, my last two years of high school.
2: Mm -hmm. So between then, were you going back every year for the summer program? How were you kind of keeping up with um, maintaining this new style that you enjoyed so much, but maybe your at-home training was different?
1: Yeah, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they they gave me a really hard time about where I held my arms and those heels coming off the floor, and I just kept pushing it because I really <laughs> loved it. And mm-hmm. I I watched a million videos, like I we didn't have YouTube back then, because kind of old. But um, <laughs> they <laughs> um the Balanchine celebration uh, mm-hmm. aired, it's I sexual. think it was in '92. Mm -hmm. And I videotaped like VHS recorded it uh, off the Mm -hmm. TV and I watched it like every day after school for probably Mm -hmm. four years until I went year round. (laughs) I love it. Just like those ballets and the people in that really Mm -hmm. shaped how I wanted to dance.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like that's so intuitive even at that age really to see the difference between the styles especially when you come like I came from that background too that was like it's kind of whatever we're here's an arabesque put your leg here yeah. you're like right there was no reason behind anything and it is kind of hard when you're younger to kind of like make that realization this is something different and this is why and so I love that you and then you said you push the boundaries you're like this is how I want to dance and I know it and it was always the right fit for you yeah. <laughs> was it yeah. hard for you to make that decision to move? So you're from California, so move all the way across the country and go to SAB around round at just 16. Was that a hard decision to make for you?
1: So the first three summers that I went, I went on full scholarship, which mm-hmm. was like a huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. And then the last year I was 15, turning 16, I didn't get a scholarship and I, I got in, but I didn't get a scholarship. And I my mind went to this place of like, oh my gosh, if I don't get a scholarship this year, what if next year I don't get in? And like the mm-hmm. cord is cut. So right. I went that summer thinking like, I if they don't ask me, like I have to ask to go because mm-hmm. I I can't not be here. <laughs> right, um, right. So for me, I knew it was what I needed. And my school, you know, I kind of tapped out what I could get out of my school, mm-hmm. So, um, my parents were a different story. <laughs> no, my <laughs> mom was absolutely so supportive. I still, to this day, I'm like so thankful and amazed that they were willing to let me move 3000 mm-hmm. miles away. Uh, my dad took a little more convincing, but obviously he <laughs> gave in and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So what were your years at SAB like? What, what sort of things do you think characterized your time there?
1: Um oh my gosh. I mean the first year I just remember I I don't think I've ever been that happy in my life.
2: <laughs> Even mm-hmm.
1: said I mean it was
2: just all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: hopefully not. No. I really but for such a big period of time. I mean the whole year it was just I was never bored. I was like mm-hmm. there was so much that I was being fed. You know, it was just and I was, you know, I was still wearing mm-hmm. v- very knees point shoes when I went there. <laughs> you know, I wasn't <laughs> in a freed. I wasn't mm-hmm. um I walked into class the first day and girls were already in their point shoes. I mean, I didn't take bar on point at that time. Oh. And um they were like just doing like triple pirouettes, like before class even started. And I was just like, oh my God, what's happening? And well, that's I a little still, crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I, won't, I won't name names. Michael, you know something. Hey, <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, I still wore my hair and like a little poop bun on my head. You know, it's just, I was really kind of Dolly Dinkle. So yeah. it was just, there was so much transformation that happened for me that year, technically. And Socially and, you know, to have that freedom as a 16 year old, I just, I
0: grew a lot mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So Edward Valella, the founding artistic director of Miami city ballet, who we all dance for, for a long time, um, hired you right from SAB into Miami city ballet's core. So how did that opportunity come about? How did he find out about you?
1: Um, I I was going to say, I think, but I know um, Susie Pilar was in touch with him. So I know I have her to thank for connecting me with him. He came to watch class um, at one point before auditions. And I actually don't remember who was teaching that day, but, you know, at that point the teachers all kind of knew that I wasn't, going to get into New York City ballet. So they were trying to figure out where to to put me. Mm. Um they knew was, you needed
0: to be somewhere good.
1: <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, and Susie I had a conversation with her and she was like I really think Miami will be a great fit for you. So um yeah, and I did the open call audition and I remember Edward giving one of his classic, like, kicky um, center combinations. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so fun. Bye. You know, like, uh-huh. ballet, so, you know, it was, like, jazzy. And he was, like, <laughs> you know, snapping his feet. He was just kind of dancing around in the audition. And his energy was just, like, nothing I had ever come about, you know, in ballet. So um, I was excited about that prospect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it took a while for him to call me though, I started to get nervous, like, Oh, God, maybe it didn't make the cut, you know, <laughs> and then he <laughs> called me at, um, at the dorm one night and told me he wanted to offer me a contract.
2: So that happened to me too. It took two months. Yeah. I, and it, I, was,
1: oh. <laughs> it was getting was close dark. to workshop time. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, am I not because to me, like workshop you know, everyone's looking for a job at Workshop, and it was right. like, am I really going to be someone that stands out to someone? You know, it just felt kind of impossible.
0: So, and I'm sh- and I'm sure, like Susie had since she talked to you, you kind of were like, had your sights set on that for sure. What did you yeah. know about the company up to that point? I feel like Miami City Valley, less so now. Hopefully, with um, more technology, but in a way, it was like sort of a hidden gem for a little while. What did you know about the company then?
1: Absolutely nothing. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> really?
1: I mean, it's pretty crazy. I just knew they did a lot of balancing and that Edward knew balancing. So I was just like, if I'm not going to be in New York City Ballet, that's where I want to go. I mean, I for sure had interest in San Francisco Ballet. I'm from California. My parents were nearby. It's an amazing company. Um, but if you believe in the universe, pointing you in directions, like it was Mm -hmm. where I was meant to be, so. Mm -hmm.
2: At that point, the company is still really young. It was, uh, I think just over a decade old. That's pretty young for uh, an arts institution. So do you feel like when you arrived, there was still some like growing up that Miami City Ballet was experiencing?
1: Oh yeah, Um, whoo, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, just the building alone i mean Mm -hmm. we when i joined we were still on lincoln road and we had three studios one really that counted the other two were really tiny (laughs) and so and like one couch was a dancer dancer lounge and we had like one one bathroom for all the company members you know it was it was tight quarters so um Mm -hmm. that was one thing that needed change and Mm -hmm. obviously we did um <laughs> and, yeah and even just the
0: tours we took and um to smaller cities and how many dancers were in the company when you joined I want to say
1: around 40
0: oh wow so that was still a big
1: it was pre- a big no company. it was pretty big there were years when it, we dropped down to I think like 36 but we were always around 40 and then just grew since grew I've gotten 50, here yeah. since I've been here yeah yeah oh
2: that's so cool were, I thought for some reason it was less what were some of your initial impressions and um what some of those early years were like for you
1: um well everyone was really tan <laughs> I know that
2: <laughs> I know first that impression really stupid, gotta work on my tan was, it
1: was like wow everyone is really tan here. And the ballet fashion, like a lot of people wear shorts and like point shoes with no ribbons, you know, and coming from school, like, I think it took me a year to not wear pink tights. I don't know. I just, (laughs) yeah, no, but the overall, um, especially coming from SAB, you know, it's like, I had great friends there, but it is like, pretty intense and cutthroat and whatever. And Mm -hmm. when I got here, I could tell that people were just not like that. You know, it was a really peaceful, like friendly environment. Um, Class was really nonchalant. I mean, everybody had to be there, but you know, it was just like a play, the pianist, um, Carl Morawski, he was only here like three years, um, two maybe before Francisco came, but he would like be playing and he would just throw a rubber hand like out into the middle of the room when Edward wanted it really fast and Edward would laugh. You know, it was like uh, this really good. silly little jokes that uh-huh. I was just like, oh my God, like people laugh around here. I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was light. Like it felt really enjoyable.
0: Fun. Yeah. yeah. So what were some of the first um, performance opportunities that you remember when you were dancing with the company?
1: Um one of the first things I learned, I think it was in the first two weeks, I started learning Company B.
0: <gasps> so fun.
1: And I was one of the three um Joseph Joseph girls. And I I mean I had never tried Paul Taylor or really anything besides ballet. So that was really I consider myself a quick learner, but trying to learn. That I remember just being like, oh my god, I'm dumb. Like, I <laughs> it's so hard, <laughs> it was just so hard to pick up a new thing that doesn't, you know, to me at that time had didn't have like a technique to be like, oh yeah, of course, it goes. Blah, blah. So, right. um, that was really clear, and just being so sore trying to, you know, do six hours a day, but um, and then I think. I think it was my second year in the company. I learned Ruby's principle, Mm -hmm. and that was like I didn't even grasp at the time what was happening. It was just like you know, I'm just focused like work, work, work. And I was called, and they worked on that with me for like six months to try to make Mm me (laughs) passable. but when you're like that young and don't have the experience, (laughs) you know, it's like it's a big role to carry Mm -hmm. so that was definitely like oh that was a huge and I was dancing with a principal who was like I'm dancing with a child and he he was so helpful partner you know teaching me how to partner and everything but Mm -hmm. it was definitely I mean that's a huge Mm -hmm.
0: did you do it then on stage I did yeah so you did it all the way from the beginning. I love that. Did you have
2: yeah. any indication before? Was it like, oh, I got this like little, I did a Ramona solo and like a featured this or that. Or was it just like <laughs> rubies? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it was, I, now I'm confusing the years. I'm, I may have learned Tarantella.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so maybe the, my second year I did Tarantella. And my third year was rubies, but- But still, right um, at the beginning. It I'm wasn't, sure. yeah, 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 I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like I walked in the company learning soloist parts, like my first year or anything, so.
2: <laughs> at that point, Miami City Ballet had the largest um, Balanchine rep outside of New York City Ballet. Obviously, that was incentive for you to go. Um, but they also had a lot of ballets in the rep that were unusual or had fallen out of the New York City Ballet repertoire. So what were some of the Balanchine works that you were performing frequently, and, including maybe some that were, um, were on the brink of extinction that Edward really brought back?
1: Um, a couple of, uh, well, Glinka Paratois is one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I had the pleasure of dancing that.
2: <laughs> Glinka is oh the hardest ballet you've ever performed, right? You said that to me, I think, right? I mean, it's, it's top. up.
1: There. That was, I mean, hard for different reasons, but just flat out, I'm going to barf on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Glinka is, oh my gosh. It's insane. It's really, and I was young then. Like, I can't imagine trying to do that now. Actually, maybe that's what I should try to do to get back in shape. Anyway, um, <laughs> that and the 19, is it 53? False fantasy, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. Fifty-three false fantasy.
1: Yep, that was I. Actually, I did that. We went to a small group of us went to Jacob's Pillow. My first year, I got called as an emergency person. Somebody got sick, and we did false fantasy, nineteen
2: fifty-three. That's another bomber. Oh
1: yeah, (laughs) so hard. Yeah, yeah. You always
2: did those. Those. Yeah, this is what. Just because we personally have had this conversation before and I just, it tickles me so much when you talk about this, but I think especially then the repertoire was, it just, it was a lot of ballets back to back that were all puffers. And because of the size of the company and Edward's ambition, it ended up being that you would often be in three ballets a night. So I just loved, I used to like <laughs> beg Trisha to tell me, like, tell me more stories about like I have to do every principal in this in this evening. So yeah. tell us tell us about some of the programs of death that you danced, as we call them, oh where you had to gosh. do multiple really hard roles.
1: Um I did um Allegro brilliant core into steadfast tin soldier into stars and stripes core.
2: That's puffy. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard.
1: I've done bugaku into tarantella <laughs> into trans tangos, which no one would probably really know. That's a Jimmy Gamine ballet, and it's so hard. Like we, <laughs> I did a pas de trois with Joni and Arnold actually, and oh my gosh! So that combined with the other two. Yeah. And then ripping off wig and, and makeup from Bugaku, you know, it was just like a constant. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh,
2: For our listeners, Joni and Arnold are presently uh, ballet masters at Miami city ballet. So they, they were some of the earlier members of the company and they're still there to this day.
1: Yeah
2: um I you also did to correct me if I'm wrong is this a program you did Emerald's Pas de Trois into Ruby's Principal into Diamond's Core <laughs> yes love that one that's a yeah. good one
1: I did that in Philly we were on tour mm-hmm. in Philly um that's I feel insane. like there's ha- something else like you had a, a really Russian disgusting girl.
2: one you started Les Pat there was Le Pat into something into something and I it was really good and I I what was on the program with Les Pat Michael you should know this well, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't. This we did time, it, it was. It was oh, when oh, oh, was was oh. doing. Oh, I don't know. Were you doing Blue Girls?
1: Yeah. Oh, when yeah, we so did, did that, did... I I don't know why I remember these things. We did Patners, Parodies, and False Fantasy nineteen fifty
2: three.
1: And I may have done all of them.
2: You did. You you told me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Patners is puffy, and oh then False Fantasy is super puffy and but heavy. At you have you had to do. A solo too, Yeah. right? You yeah. did the first solo,
0: yeah, yeah. What was on the program with partners when we did it, Michael? When we were there, it was Apollo, Apollo and,
2: and
1: Piazzolla.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't I wasn't it in those other two things and just doing Patners. I remember laying on the side of the stage crying, having to do it on Sunday. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. I feel disgusting. Like I did those it other is. things. <laughs> And that was
2: like the core people. It was terrible. Yeah. We need to expose our audience to the partners because now this is the second podcast, like, not in, in a, a row, row I almost. We, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, that we we've, we've really spent extensive time talking about it. So maybe it's we important need to just- for people
0: to know, <laughs> Michael. We should share that clip of the jetés at the end. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about your time um, with Miami City Valley. You were promoted in 2001, then 2005, and then to principal in 2006 when Michael and I um, joined the company. Um, what was your artistic relationship with Edward Vallela like? And how did that manifest into those roles that he chose for you that ultimately led to these promotions? Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, well, I'll tell a little story that I'm like embarrassed. Stories. I'm a little bit embarrassed about, but I will share it because it was so long ago and I'm a different person. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> when I, Edward had already offered me a contract with Miami City Ballet. And I got mixed up with um, a reporter person. I won't even go into the whole story, but she wrote an article about me and a couple of friends in a magazine and it did not shed a good light on me or the <laughs> School of American Ballet. Um, so the end of my last year at SAB was quite tense and scary. And my, because, you know, of course the school found out and they were very upset. Mm-hmm. So um, they encouraged me to call Edward to explain um, the situation. So I called him terrified. I mean, I hate making phone calls anyway. I was like, I had the nervous sweats. I was like, how can I, you know, talk to this man? This is crazy. So I called and, you know, I said, I just wanted to tell you, I I don't know if you saw the article that came out, but I just, you know, wanted to explain. And he was quiet for a second. And then he burst out laughing (laughs) And here I am, like, so terrified. And he starts laughing. He was like, Trish, don't even worry about it. You know how many people have misquoted me or not misquoted me? And it's, you know, it's a terrible, you know, whatever. But it doesn't mean anything. Don't worry. You're going to come down here. You're going to have a great time. You know, it was just a really, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. And I hung up the (laughs) phone and I was just like, I love this man. You know, it's just yeah. like so normal, and um, yeah. It was it was great. So from the beginning, I just felt really com- weirdly comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I just I he just he managed to give me things to help me grow throughout you know, there was really never a time that I was bored. Well, I've kind of felt that way my whole career. I feel really lucky that I've always felt like I'm being pushed and um, challenged and, um, you know, just never, like, stagnant, like, what am I waiting for kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and he helped me. um, There was one of my favorite memories with him, I was doing the turning girl in who cares, which I'm not a fan of pirouettes. <laughs> so that was just like, <laughs> or they're not a fan of me. I don't whatever. But I <laughs> I was like, one, like, why are you casting me in the turning girl? And I had a rehearsal with him, just me and him. And I was so nervous and I was like, oh God, do I have the right shoes? And uh, I was like don't bomb this. And we went in. And I started the variation and I went to do the fouettes and I messed up the fouettes and I tried to keep going. He stopped the music and he was like, Trish, (laughs) nobody cares about the blank turns. (laughs) 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 He was like, just listen to the music. Let me just, here, I'm going to play the music. Just listen. And he put on the music and he just started dancing around the room, like daddy, da, da, da. like he was just <laughs> like jazz dancing around the room. And he was like, do you hear that? like it's jazz? Like, it's not, you're just like, you know, and I was like, okay. And so then it just flipped a switch in my approach, you know, like what comes first? Right. Does technique come first? Do many pirouettes come first? Like, no and i always put that pressure on myself and i still do but it's like what the audience wants to see is someone dancing to the music like with the music and expressing yeah. the music it's not the rest is is like icing on the cake you know yeah. so oh, and i just always I like that. Yeah, yeah yeah i just um especially for my personality i'm such a perfectionist that like it just gave me the permission to like, let that go a little bit and enjoy myself.
0: He knew that's what you needed in that moment, I can tell. And I like that that story you told about when you called um, from SAB because I've always thought, and I think we've talked about this, that like Edward really – he did hire for dancers, but he also hired a lot for personality. And when you're telling these stories of like how cuckoo and crazy it was back then, like when Michael joined the company too, I mean, I remember having that same experience like, oh, my gosh, everyone's just like having fun all the time here and like being goofy and whatever. So I'm sure that like – when you called in that you were all worried about it, but then also it was just like, Oh, it's fine. Like that's what he was always kind of looking for. And he was always looking for people to fit into this group together. And then like that always shown on stage. I thought.
2: Yeah. I'm just laughing because, and this won't make any sense to anyone that doesn't know who this person is. But I, when Edward called to tell me about my job, he didn't even, I don't even know if he said I had a job. But he did talk to me for 45 minutes straight about Emily Fayou. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so strange. Wow. <laughs> so, because there was a situation at that time, right. but right. that's just very characteristic like, of, him, of him. Yeah. Just to, you know, he just wanted to talk. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more, like less um, business oriented and yeah. more like person to person.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. So one thing that, um, Edward did a lot was bring in, um, originators of balancing roles and some repetitors also who, um, dance these kinds of things. So was there anything or anyone, uh, specifically that you remember having come down to Miami that was like really special for you and that you had a really positive experience with?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, the first person that comes to mind is Meryl Ashley. Um, mm-hmm. She came down to stage Ballow Della Regina. And, oh, my gosh, working with her, I mean, you know, it is so hard. I mean, she does not let Mm-mm. an ounce... <laughs> an inch go you know Mm -hmm. but it's so fulfilling because the information she's giving is so right you know it's not like she's asking you to do the wrong thing it's just Mm -hmm. like Mm -mm. um and she that was in 2004 the first time she came um and I was doing the third variation girl the one you, you did
0: did you do that one? Yeah. That. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's fun.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: I remember the same exact same thing, and she would give those corrections too that were just like for everything in life. Like she yes. would tell me, she's like, "Why are you looking down all the time?" I was like, "Am I looking down?" Um, and then I yeah. just realized like my eyes at the floor all the time. So yeah, yeah. Really. No, like, and I feel like it's there, she.
1: Yeah, I feel like she pinpointed things that some people would maybe be afraid to talk about or wouldn't it's, be able to articulate mm-hmm. like what she was seeing but yeah it was really and i feel like at that point how long had i been there can't do math for seven, for seven. yeah like seven years um you know there's a point where you need those reminders after being in a company for so long so i just feel like she kind of kicked my butt into like getting back into that sab form of technique
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah um
2: she also shepherded you through my all-time favorite trisha role, the source
1: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yes she did That's my
2: favorite we st- we still um, trisha and the source maybe we can get i have that video maybe we can illegally post it <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Wee-wee-wee>. um, <laughs> and let's see pat neary that was fun. Ooh. She came mm-hmm. for
2: for Bizet.
1: For yep, for Bizet yep, for in two thousand three. Um, I mean, just to watch her in a point shoe was still wasn't amazing. And her stories, <laughs> and she- oh, she just had so many good stories and like so much sass. I just love that woman. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: I always I remember when she because she came back. What? When did she come back? When we were there? Two
2: thousand thirteen.
0: Okay, so ten years later, for still in a point shoe, still in a well. Point no, shoe. she
2: had she had downgraded to the sneakers. Yeah,
0: point. Sorry, point shoe in class, sneakers yes. for rehearsal. You're right, but she would yeah. go on point in the jazz sneaker. Yeah, but and then she would always do that thing where she'd look like when she'd make a decision, she'd like look up to the sky and she'd be like. God forgive me, Mister B. Yes, <laughs> but I'm going to make this decision. I hope it's okay. <laughs> so funny,
1: oh, it's so good. Loved she that. told me when she was still the her Point. She was. She said at one point. She said it a few times, like, if I don't do a triple pirouette every day, I'm suicidal.
2: I love that. <laughs> I remember that. I remember you telling me that line. It was so good. It
0: was so good. Uh, <laughs> That's hysterical.
2: Was so there anyone so. else that comes to mind? Um, let's see. I've never. Did you work with Violette on Sana team? No. And when she, I was out. young.
1: Yeah, when she uh-huh. came, um, she taught class when she was staging uh-huh. it, but I didn't get to work on a ballet with her. Mm-hmm. I did I learn less source variations from her at SAB. But
2: Oh, well, that's oh, still, that's oh amazing. my gosh. Maybe that's why you're so damn good at it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, one person I always think of is when Allegra Kent came to do um Bugaku, you must have worked with her on that too, right? When scotch. she came, scotch.
2: she did, she did scotch. Yeah.
0: Oh, maybe she, she maybe it was. did she do books. both? Oh, 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 yeah, I forgot. I wasn't,
1: yeah, I didn't get to work with her.
0: That's and happen. I, I remember just watching rehearsals, yeah, yeah. So
1: cool. I watched her, yeah, I watched her work on that Sonobula a little bit, and that was oh my gosh, amazing to watch her, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: so. In 2011, just as we had come off, you know, the pinnacle of Miami City Ballet's artistic achievements, the, um, we had this big tour to Paris that was very successful. And Edward told us it was the it had now eclipsed his encore at was it the Mariinsky or the Bolshoi in Russia. He mm-hmm. had performed an encore of Donizetti that infuriated Balanchine. But that was previously the high point of his life, and now we had made a new one for him, but Mm -hmm. shortly thereafter the board decided to move forward with sort of pushing him out. And ultimately that led to his removal or retirement. And we ended up with a new director. So for you, you'd only been in Miami city Valley, You'd only ever known one leader. Um, What sort of emotions were you going through there? And, And how did you plan to, um, Approach things moving forward.
1: I. Of course was scared and nervous. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't really understand. I still to this day don't fully understand what was happening that know. made him leave. Um, and I, you know, I didn't know Lord as she had come to do, um, the audition process for us and had taught class, right? No, that hadn't happened yet.
2: Not, well, it happened Um, before she came. I wasn't there for that. I think it was like, what was it? Like five or six
0: months into, or maybe, I don't know. There there was a period of time after we knew he was leaving where the search committee was looking for people. They found three finalists and then they all came. And yeah, so it was a a little bit, a few months of turmoil for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean at that point I was 33 turning 34 maybe and I I it's funny earlier I said I was never bored. I had sort of <laughs> I had sort of hit a place where um I was repeating a lot of roles. Not that there's anything wrong with repeating roles, but I did feel like um they saw me one way, I fulfilled that line of work. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, oh yeah, Trisha does that and Trisha does that. And there wasn't really necessarily a thought of like, how can we push Trisha? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I at that point was like, you know, if it's over, I've had a, you know, if I get a new boss and it we don't jive and mm-hmm. I'm okay if this is it. Like I've done way more than I ever dreamed I would have done and it's been a good run. And, you know, so when it, when the change came, I, it was sort of a freeing thing. It's like, okay, well here I am. And if you like it, I, you know, hope you like it, but if you don't, it's okay. So mm-hmm. um, I mean that year, the first year Lord's was here was actually one of my favorite seasons because I felt like there was no, you know, I could just do my my best, and mm-hmm. that was okay. it. I don't know. Um, yeah.
2: So, but but then when Lourdes came, it did seem like um, there was a change in the way you were cast, and you were starting to do things that were um, different for you. So. What was that like or like were you aware of that expectation or as a dancer are you just like okay I'm going to my next rehearsal like how was this what was this process like for you elevating to the to a sort of not the next level but a different experience artistically
1: mm-hmm. I woo, yeah it was really challenging but it was sort of like that first year being at SAB I Mm -hmm. just felt like uh, to be seen in a really like completely different way. I mean, I always did very fast roles and youthful Mm -hmm. roles with Edward. You know, I did some, you know, like Bally Imperial. I did, but um, she really just saw me as like a mature woman. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see myself that way. Am I still not? (laughs) No, (laughs) no. so a little more lyrical, more poised, mm-hmm. more. And I, it really kind of made me take a look at my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like, wow, I, I need to take charge of my work and my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and she also, you know, as much as I danced with Edward and as much as I, um, um, you know, I was pushed. I, there was, and a lot of this was just my own insecurity. I always felt like I was trying so hard to prove something
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: where Lord is. When she got here, she, she told me like, Trisha, you don't have to be anybody else.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Just you, you are enough. Like just focus on you and what you can give. And, you know, so it just gave me um well con- some confidence and also a freedom to like explore more and not be so afraid to make mistakes and then the parts that she gave me were so different from what i was used to it was just like who is this person <laughs> you know i just found like a lot of different sides of myself so yeah, it was I the think- perfect time for it to happen for me really i just mm-hmm. I, at that point, I, you know, if Edward hadn't left, I maybe would have tried to explore other avenues like dancing. And so it was like, I joined a different company, but I didn't have to leave.
0: <laughs> so. That's what I always feel like it was like. It was like, we all got to be in two different companies, but with our friends and we didn't have yes. to
1: leave. And <laughs> like it was with the same great was- rep and yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'm thinking like, it's not like the, rep you mentioned that we did repeat things often um but some of the we were still repeating things but for you you got to go okay saranotte comes back for the hundredth time and instead of doing russian girl you got to do waltz symphony and three comes back you had always done the jump cu- couple and now you get to do the Potata. um things like that so it's like getting to live a whole new life even though it's the same ballet yeah
1: yeah and with ballets that i love so much so it was just like And that I kind of never thought I would get to be that Mm -hmm. person. So it just, yeah, it was a great.
0: So you mentioned that this timing was particularly great for you just because you kind of maybe could have been – You know, if the company had stayed under Edward, maybe you would have gone one direction, but you got to go to a different one. And so not only was that timing good, but also how do you feel like your maturity as an artist, like your understanding of the process that we all develop as we go through our careers and your approach to different things really impacted the way you were able to kind of like take this new perspective and really harness it as if you had been younger, maybe you wouldn't have had the same approach to it.
1: No for sure. Yeah. I I do it, it makes me think like it's it's sad that dancers tend to have to retire when they have to retire because of the physical demand because mm. artistically when you're in your 30s like 30 and up I just feel like Humans just have so much more to give and right. so much more life experience. And um, oh my gosh, yeah, I never would have approached, well, even just doing rubies, like, you know, and rubies isn't like a super deep role, but I, sure. it was felt like a different ballet when we did it a yeah. couple of years ago. So mm-hmm.
0: um, just, yeah, like you said, you approach your, career with that life experience that you then have and kind of
1: and and spending more time thinking about what I want the audience to get out of it not just like how am I going to execute that step and okay the counts five six seven eight you know it's like to really think about the experience you're bringing um Mm -hmm. I never really I I never thought about I just was like okay go smile you know right I never thought about that as a 20 year old so yeah
2: (laughs) and crippling stage fright sometimes abates as you get into your 30s (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: especially (laughs) when you're like is my body gonna do it
2: (laughs) yeah well although I do this is a favorite trisha quote of of uh mine it was um eric trope friend of the pod former guest he was it was, he had had a couple of programs off. He was new in the company. And then he finally had a really hard program. I think it was Sweetfields. I mean, Sweetfields was so or hard. Or was it? I really? think it
1: was when he was doing episodes.
2: Or maybe it was, no, it was episodes. episodes. because yeah. Had, obviously that's, yeah. He was doing this he, solo. He, he was tough doing Sweetfields too, but. <laughs> <laughs> we but all episodes, were. Episodes was really hard. It's like a, what, yeah. it's eight minute solo? Yeah. And then he. He turns to Natalia Arja, who has a very specific personality. Newly promoted Natalia Arja, who's just been nothing but confident since she was came out of the womb. And that's very much, like, her defining characteristic. He turns to Natalia and says, oh, like, how do you do it? Like, what do you do, like, to not be nervous? And, like, how do you just go? she's like, you just do it. Like, you just get out there and you're good. You're good. <laughs> and then he's on his left. I mean, this is how I imagine it, at least. Like, Natalia's on the left and then he turns to the right and he's like, Trisha, how do you do it? Like, does it get better? Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you're all <laughs> you're always scared. <laughs>
1: it's, always, it's always terrified. It never gets better. <laughs> true
0: story. I remember sharing a rosin box with you before Balo, Jill and Regina, and you were just like, I hate this. This is so anxious. <laughs> I was like, Trisha, but you're amazing. You're like, ah uh,
2: so funny. I mean, it's pre-show, true. Pre-show anxiety. It's a real thing. We live that for it. They die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we must live for it though. I mean, oh my gosh.
2: So, uh, you've now been in the company longer than any member of Miami City Ballet in history, which is an incredible feat.
1: Wow.
2: Um, what are some of the biggest mm-hmm. ways the company has changed in your time there and maybe what has surprised you the most?
1: Hmm. Um... Things that have changed, well, definitely the cities we tour to have changed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Michael
1: <laughs> would disagree. I say it's for the better. but He's like, I love that <laughs> bus tour of the Midwest.
2: <laughs> well, it was also... It was my first experience. I think it would yeah. be really hard as an adult, but I was <laughs> still a teenager. So it was like dorm life on a bus. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we... Wow. It was like five hours on a bus every other day touring. Nine down, hours. Don Nine. nine. Oh, my god. We gosh.
2: had multiple nine-hour bus rides, I remember, because the, the path we took didn't make any sense. Like, we didn't go from <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska, to Omaha, Nebraska. Right. We would go from Lincoln, then back down to Hayes, Kansas, then back up. Right. So we were zigzagging across the plains.
1: The whole, yeah. Which, you yeah. know, at the time... The company had to do it and it got us out there. And at least we were touring, you know, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: but now we do major cities and yeah. that's great. That's like really, <laughs> I love it. Shorter, direct, beautiful place. Well, I mean, all places have their beauty, but you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, did you ever have to do something now to tie into the like nervous Thing that we're talking about, like the pre-show nerves of, like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I might not actually, literally survive the experience of Ballo. Um, did you ever have to do something that was just really difficult in a really unrewarding place?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I, to- gl- yeah, I did. I did glencapadatwa in um, Colorado <gasps> with the altitude. In the altitude, yeah.
2: Oh, no. that so you're was, just sitting there like i'm about to die and these five people in this audience won't even understand don't. why <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah joni and i definitely shed tears after that show we were two like, together mm-hmm. um no i feel like there's something else
0: Remember, we used to go to like retirement communities with really small stages, like even when I was in like, like first join, like, yeah, that, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs>
2: yeah, we did, we did some, Oops, sis, it's long ago now.
0: No. no, but I mean, it wasn't like 40 years
2: ago. Like yeah. the
0: company's changed a lot. in a right. what, like in a well, decade or
2: we used to more. go to more, we used to serve Florida in its entirety a little bit more. Yes. We yeah. We went to Reef Ocean Reef, Bureau uh-huh. Beach.
1: F- FIU. I you know. Were you here when we would go to FIU? No. We would dance on sort of like a platform stage, but we did like square dance. Like we Woo! did. <gasps> yeah. We did real things there for not many people. Yeah. Yeah. We drove around a lot more back in the day. That's one way it's changed. I mean, we still drive around a lot to, to do that. our different theaters, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How else has it changed? More dancers, bigger rep, more, Mm -hmm. a lot more Robins, which I love. Um, Ratmanski, we get him a lot, which is amazing. Justin Peck's added in there. Amazing. Um, Yeah, but luckily I do, even with Change of Director, I feel like the vibe has managed to stay Pretty chill, you know, like we have a pretty good time yeah. <laughs> and it's like friendly and supportive and yeah, it's a great.
2: Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Uh, now we come to our lightning round.
1: Uh-oh,
0: fast.
2: Yeah. No, don't, don't be too fast. Think fast, Okay. Rachel.
0: First um, thing that comes to mind, <laughs> company you most would have wanted to dance with outside MCB. But Shiva. Ooh.
1: Which wow. my body would never have been able to do that, but I <laughs> but in a, in a dream, in a dream uh-huh. oh, I would love that.
2: Oh, that's cool. I love that. What is um to you the most memorable Edwardism or quote? Like a bang. something bang. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh. you know to to emphasize to emphasize the accent he would be mm-hmm. he'd just say bang and yeah lots of and he,
2: and he hit his his any his dance sneaker on the floor with that too he'd go bang. yeah
1: yeah and he used to do the double guns a lot it was like yeah if you did a good show like that
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny
1: <laughs> and points of departure
2: points of departure and manner of style
1: yes and pas yeah. de toi <laughs> <laughs> the way he says pas de deux and uh-huh. pas de
2: toi he always we, really we,
1: emphasizes those things
2: we heard that on the loudspeaker in his pre-performance talks for so many years so many years yeah. I always think of
0: um, Symphony in 3 ominous, scary
2: that was, that was four G's, four G's. <laughs> oh was it four T's I thought it was Symphony in <laughs> 3 <Yeah.
0: laughs> So good. Um, do you have a dream coach to work with? Mm. Oh my gosh.
1: I mean, I haven't
0: gotten to work
1: with Patty McBride. Oh, Patty. I know. And I would love, I watched her a little bit work on who cares a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love that.
2: Uh, what is the most memorable or favorite program you danced at Miami city Ballet?
1: <gasps> favorite program. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um actually, wow, I actually know this. That's so funny. <laughs> um I think it would be um Year of the Rabbit Sunset. Oh. Well, no, there are co- I have a couple of favorites. Year of the Rabbit, Sunset and Bore
2: was that one was great one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Apollo D S C H and La Vals oh, was was a really great program to dance. A
2: good program.
0: Um, Jules, hello. Jules.
2: <laughs> Just a no brainer. <laughs>
0: no brainer. <Yeah. laughs> I have a last question for you. Quarantine related. Is there oh. a book TV show movie podcast something that you're enjoying right now in quarantine that you can share with us
1: <gasps> I've been moving around to so many different books I yeah and I it's nothing that I'd be like I
0: love this book
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but you're reading a lot what else are you what are you doing in quarantine
1: I'm taking God, I'm such a bunhead. head. I'm taking a lot of classes. That's
2: good. Well, classes. I need, yeah, I share love with the classes I'm taking, but I need new ones.
1: Yeah. Well, so I took a worldwide ballet class with mm-hmm. Joanna Berman, which was love, really oh, lovely. Oh. Um, fun. I actually, guys, I've been in, in Mark Spielberger's class at New Haven oh, Ballet.
2: That's good.
1: <laughs> what? Is yeah, that on the Zoom class? There. Yeah. How fun. So fun! I've been trying to do that like once a week, and it's also just great to connect with him. I love him. Yeah. Um, that's I also, Jared Reddick, he oh, yeah. used to be in the company and he was in Boston Ballet. He's uh on faculty at NCSA, so he's been letting me pop into his class. Um, how
0: fun. I'm
1: planning on taking Craig Salstein's class on Thursday. And then Miami City Ballet has been offering company class. I've been popping in there. Um,
0: this is a cool else? time to be able to do things like that. Like when else could you yeah. ever do any of those things, you know? And oh just, my like, gosh. Yeah. Your other corrections no, and, and see other teachers. and
1: New combinations and
0: yep. – Yeah.
1: And even over, you know, online, it's so crazy how, you know, like you're not there, (laughs) but the energy of the teacher really comes through. It's, it's really interesting. I've been doing Feldenkrais, which I really enjoy and it helps my body a lot. So, Mm -hmm. um, but usually I don't have time to do it. So I've been trying to do that once or twice a week. I try to jump in a little salsa once in a
0: while. Okay,
2: um,
0: that's
1: fun. Yeah, solo salsa, and then conditioning classes. I've been doing Pilates with Maribel once a week. And oh, nice. Yeah,
0: you're doing just, a lot. That sounds like a busy schedule.
1: I am. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to like. Got to gotta keep it.
0: Yeah, got to
1: keep moving. Got to. And then tight. teaching a little. A little bit here and there, and oh. I'm going to do the Miami City Ballet Ballet Basics starting May 2nd.
2: That's
0: fun. On My Instagram live.
2: She does. So right. cute. She's well, she so took, cute. She took Jennifer's class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, fun. Oh that well.
0: over. You said starting when May 2nd?
1: Yeah.
2: Perfect.
0: This will be out before then, and so our listeners can hopefully go join you. Yeah, Just jump in. I'm going to do that. That yeah. sounds super fun.
2: <laughs> I have to go teach my Zoom classes now.
0: Okay. We so. talked for a long time because quarantine. Thank <laughs> love you time. so much, Tricia. <laughs> Thank you. Love you too. I love don't know why. think Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week.